0: Hello and welcome back to Beyond Survival, the new teacher podcast. My name is Jamie Tom. Today's talk is the second talk in a series that I'm calling Lesson Observation Field Notes. I'm very fortunate over the next two or three weeks that I'm in lots and lots of classrooms watching and observing the fantastic English PGDE student teachers. And these talks really are taking some key learnings from those observations. But they're not just based on observations of teachers at the start of their career. I think fundament- fundamentally, they're core and key skills for teachers all the way through their careers. And there's certainly things I'm working on in my own teaching practice. So for the next 15 minutes or so, I'm going to be exploring and talking about the importance of assertiveness in the classroom. And as usual, I'm going to break that down into some different sections. First, I'll start by defining assertiveness. I'm looking at why it's important in the classroom itself. Then I'll move on to exploring how you can demonstrate assertiveness in your classroom space. And the final section of the talk will look at, well, how can I build more assertiveness into my classroom practice? If this is something I'm conscious that I perhaps could benefit from working on. So what is assertiveness? If you look at the dictionary, the Oxford Dictionary, it describes it as the quality of being confident and not frightened to say what you want. And synonyms that correlate with assertiveness are things like emphatic, decisive, and insight. And I always find it quite helpful to look at antonyms, to look at the opposite of what the word suggests. So the opposite of assertiveness is clearly being passive, being compliant, and being meek. What I take of it when I think of the word assertive is I think of being really clear, but I also think it's important to reinforce the notion of being respectful. So being clear and respectful. And it's really important to reinforce that I think you can be assertive and kind and you can be assertive and positive. And a really nice, for want of a better word, way to think of it is to think of the phrase warm assertiveness. So it's about being that really clear classroom presence, but also balancing it with a warmth and a humanity. So, why is that assertive nature important in a classroom? When I'm in a classroom watching, what I really want to see is I really want to see a little bit of ownership. Ownership of that space, ownership of that classroom context, and ownership of the direction of the lesson and the behavior within that. And assertiveness helps you fundamentally to signal and demonstrate your expectations of what happens in the classroom space. It's about that clarity of intention. And brilliant lessons that I observe always have a real strand of clarity running all the way through. And I think it's really challenging to be clear when you're not being assertive. And I speak to lots of teachers who, who say things to me like I could never be a leader. I can never be a leader of a department. But for me, all good teachers are fundamentally leaders. They're leaders in that classroom space. And they have to be the leaders in the classroom space. They have to orchestrate the tone. Because again, if we go back to those words we've used at the start, those antonyms of assertive, if you have a teacher, In a classroom full of 30 young people who is passive, who is compliant, and who is meek, inevitably there is a power dynamic there. And inevitably, what happens is the young people start to dominate and they start to direct what happens in that classroom space rather than that presence at the front of the room, that calm, clear, assertive. Persona who is directing and controlling things. So, where do you see it in a classroom? What is the way in which you can demonstrate that real confidence and that real assertiveness? And one aside I'll mention here is is this does not come naturally to everyone. And certainly for me, as, as I've spoken on this show lots of times before, as a classic kind of quiet introvert this is something I had to teach myself and this is something I had to grow into. And a teaching persona is very much an evolution. It's not something that we're born into. It's something we grow into and it's something we develop into. So how do you demonstrate it in the classroom space? The first thing I think is about the physicality of assertiveness. One thing that demonstrates real confidence in any kind of public speaking activity, in any management of a group, is just taking a pause. Because a pause enforces this idea of calm, control. And the opposite of a pause, clearly, is talking really, really quickly, which conveys anxiety, and which young people can really read and see. So speaking slowly, speaking calmly, speaking as clearly as possible, is a big one. It's also the physicality in terms of how we use hand gestures and how we communicate with our, our bodies. And it's one of the reasons why I want to hopefully after January move this podcast into also looking at a video platform as well, because I think it's, it's, there's so many ways we can learn from watching how people talk and watching how people communicate. And that's a big one. So hand gestures are a big one. How we move around a classroom space conveys assertiveness. So if we're right in the corner of the room behind the laptop, as if there's a kind of invisible barrier between us and the front of the room and the young people in the room, that conveys that meek compliance. But if we're stepping forward, if we're in and about those young people, if we're down at their physicality, that conveys assertiveness. It conveys ownership of the space fundamentally. And one brilliant way to do that is, again, when you set young people off on a task, to stand really still at the front of the room and just tell young people, I'm just going to stand for a moment. I'm going to watch and observe to make sure that you are getting really well onto this task. And I'm sure you're going to do that brilliantly. Just signalling calm, control, and authority within that space. So the physicality is important. I've mentioned this a little bit already, but how we use our voice is a big, big one in conveying assertiveness. And that does not mean speaking at a really high volume. But it's seeing our voice as a tool is seeing our voices a really, really powerful instrument that can encourage listening and engagement in a room. And again, I completely acknowledge some people's voices are different. Some people have naturally quiet voices. And we'll talk about this a little bit at the end. How do you build that assertiveness through the use of your voice? And even with a quiet voice, you can still vary the intonation of your tone from expressing quiet and slow displeasure. I'm really not impressed with how we're responding in this lesson. To sharpening that tone and raising that tone slightly just to convey and just to illustrate that you're in charge of that fundamental space in terms of the tone. And again, another one to demonstrate that assertiveness is how we use language and phrases. And again, it's subtle. And it's one of the things I explore in lots of detail uh, in the book I released at the start of the year, which is called Talking to Teenagers, which is all about this, all about how we use communication. And there's a big part of behavior management in there. But phrases like I'm ready to start are useful because it's ownership. That singular pronoun shows that control and shows that sense of being in command of that space. Often, there's that please that comes in in the classroom context. And really, for me, when, when we're saying please be quiet, we're back on that idea of meek compliance. Instead of rephrasing it, subtle shifts, but be quiet, thank you. It's clear, but it's respectful. And there's no point of argument there. And it's just conveying my classroom, my expectations. I would like you to meet them. And I think that phrase there, that the idea of my classroom, I think it's important that young people feel they're coming into our space. It's not their space, but it's our classroom environment. And we shape it and we control it. Now, aligned with that is also how we clarify those those kind of expectations of peer norms in the room. That expectation that we behave in this room as follows, so that we're trying to align them all with that idea. And I guess it's communicating in a way that the presumption is that we'll be listened to and then we'll be acted upon. And then when we don't get that presumption, like I'm really surprised that I'm having to remind you about your level of focus in my classroom. So, conveying a little bit of that mock horror when they're not responding and acting in the way we want them to can be really useful and helpful. So, if you've listened to the past 11 minutes and you thought, well, that all sounds fantastic, but I'm naturally not an assertive person, how can I build this and how can I develop it? As I mentioned earlier, 100% with you, very much how I was at the start of my career, looking to try and build this persona that could be more assertive. And that's an important word. It's a persona. It's a larger, more exaggerated form of ourselves. It's doing it in a way that's authentic, but it's realising that if we're going to manage all these 30 young people, we have to be a bigger presence. And fundamentally, it's a little bit of an act. We're not going to be a room full of 30 adults and say, put your pens down, thanks, and focus focusing on me. It feels bizarre and it takes a little bit of time to get to that place. So a couple of little tools you can use that certainly helped me in discovering some of this. Practicing is important, but it's practicing with intent is thinking have i got a class at the moment that would be more responsive and fundamentally easier to practice being that bit more assertiveness assertive with excuse me rather is there a class i can really experiment with and practice running through my mind i'm going to try and be a more elevated and assertive version of what i'm doing today A second thing that is a a really helpful tip with all communication is recording yourself speak. It's public speaking on a grand scale. So we need to know how we sound. And recording ourselves speak, it's really simple, just do it on a phone, you can do it anywhere. Recording yourself speak helps you to know what it's like for the young people who are in your classrooms every single day. Another thing you can do is just seek feedback. You know, ask one of your peers, ask a teacher in the department, just pop in and and just maybe even do a little assertive ranking. You know, how am I in that classroom space? And where could I add in a little bit more assertiveness to make sure that young people are responding to me and are as clear as possible about what my expectations are? Because sometimes, obviously, it's hard to see from our perspective when our minds are so full of other things as well. Finally on this note of how to build assertiveness watching other teachers is where I've got all my kind of ideas and I've stolen from I've magpie throughout my whole teaching career so watching brilliant teachers and how they communicate in that space is where you can get lots and lots of ideas and then it's a case of replicating finding how it works for you in your classroom And learning from them. So I hope that those thoughts are helpful. I've been focused on that idea of building and demonstrating assertiveness. And I guess a final point is just to remind on that notion of evolution. It happens over time. It happens with practice. And it happens with the more and more you stand up and teach in a room full of young people. its core because without assertiveness, without control, without that pretense of confidence, very quickly lessons can derail and behaviour can become a lot more challenging. So thank you so much for listening, I hope that was helpful. As always please do pass on if you know another teacher who you can signpost this to and then that would be really much appreciated. And please share in all your networks and things as well. I really always really appreciate that. Thank you so much for listening, and have a wonderful, wonderful weekend.